she asks, where do babies come from? Welcome to a brand new song of the Worst Song Ever podcast. The podcast that's family leaves town for the weekend, loses money on poker, and eats too much deep dish pizza, and isn't really sure if it feels good or great about itself. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason. I'm with uh, our, our other co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I did not have too much deep dip pizza, and I'm, I had no deep dish pizza, which is why I did not have too much, and I'm a little sad oh, about it. so good. I, I drove way too far to find like a decent slice of... Uh, I bought an entire pie, and people who came over for poker, actually, they like... One guy makes fun of how deep dish is a casserole and not a pizza. I know those people. He's not wrong. That being said, everybody else was like, this is really good. And he basically had to eat a slice, not because of peer pressure, but just because he didn't want to feel left out. And even then he agreed that it was really good. So my fa- I don't know if you could tell, my family was out of town this week. It was only the second weekend that I've had since my daughter's been born two years ago that I've had a weekend off. It was awesome. I cooked so many peppers. I made this house stink of red and green peppers. My question to you is, what do you do to make yourself feel good whenever you have a free weekend to yourself? If I have a free weekend to myself, which I would say is not a common occurrence. No, no. And that's why it's like, you know, that's why I had to drive 30 minutes to go get some deep dish. Right. Round, like each way. And by, and by the, like, let's see, basically I don't remember having a free weekend myself. I guess is really where I'm at with this. Unless you go, unless, unless you I'm on, unless I'm on business work. travel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you were, what's, what's Mike's ultimate weekend? Uh, I mean, probably hanging out with some buddies and drinking some, watching some hockey, maybe playing some music, maybe sleeping, maybe playing some video games. Like, the point is to have zero responsibilities. Like, I, I don't want to plan my downtime. I just want to have downtime. I was afraid that I didn't plan it enough. Like, because because at the end, like, no, I mean, going in, I tried not to plan it. But at the uh, like, after it was over, I was like, I wonder if I should have taking care of like some of the, you know, chores and responsibilities on day one so that day two didn't get wasted because, you know, I was trying to be halfway responsible um, instead of, you know, sitting around watching Uncle Drew, which is a really bad movie, but it had Reggie Miller in it. So I had to watch it on Friday night. I was like, I'm watching it full volume, man. Nobody's in the house. I don't have to worry about waking anyone up. So anyway, um, we have a Twitter <laughs> Man, account. I want to party with this guy. <laughs> I want to party with this guy. No, we we hung out. We raced some go karts. We uh, we played poker and you know told a bunch of lies. That's the whole point of par- poker. You know, it's not really about you know shoot a a. I didn't get any cards that I wanted, but that's beside the point. But it was just sitting around shooting shooting the shit with uh, with the buddies. We have a Twitter account. Our account is at Worst Song Pod. Each week we follow a new musician. Mike, I don't believe we uh, decided on a musician. I'm kind of thinking, going into our next topic, maybe we follow, I don't know if it's possible to follow the Beatles or Eminem, but we were talking about, (laughs) do you think the Beatles have a Twitter account? I bet there's like a billion of them. If Jeremy was here, he would have already looked it up. I know. Did you know that 50% of the Beatles are dead? It's not more than that. I know Paul's alive. Is Ringo? Ringo's still alive. Is um, he? Twitter.com slash the Beatles. I guess we could follow the Beatles if we want to. Yeah, I'm, their estate's still making money. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. There's like 
Yeah. Hand over fist. So well, one of the things paid by Apple because um, they had Apple records. And when Apple, the, the computer company started, one of the agreements was they would not be a music company. And at some point they launched Apple iTunes and Apple music. And I believe they had to pay Apple records a giant sum of money to keep that going. And so they tried to do that thing where it was like, no, it's not the same thing. There's a bite out of the Apple. You know, it's cool. We can do music now. Right. That little bit was always about the Apple, but anyway, it was uh, no. But I mean, like, oh, they're two different companies. We're not encroaching on anyone. It's right. right. No, I think in the end, um, the people that hold the rights to most of the Beatles' music ended up making a pretty good amount of money on that. At so. one point, I think didn't Michael Jackson own the Beatles' uh, discography and then give it back? He did not own all of it. He owned parts of it um, because some of the weird publishing laws, and particularly, I think it was. I think it was just United States rights for certain things because Apple records had sublet that through Capitol records in the U S and there was a bunch of like, I mean, the record industry is just slimy, like top to bottom. And I mean, if you could screw over the Beatles, seriously, what are you doing? So. And that's why Taylor Swift is as savvy as she is. I mean, yeah. And more power to her for that. Yeah. No, I mean, she's done a lot of things right. for she's a lot a of people, not yeah. just herself. So if there's no reason to like her other than that, I say that's a, a, a noble reason. Yeah. So one, for one sure. of the things that you and I, one of the things uh, uh, that I had read, not to date this podcast too much, but Eminem has come out with a new album, which puts him at 10 number one albums in a row. The, one of the things I was really surprised about was the Beatles only had nine, partially because they got well, only mainly because they got screwed yellow submarine only made it to number two because the white album was still at number one one of the things that was most remarkable about this was this is the second album in a row where he's done zero publicity in this day and age i mean how many people can just throw out an album with zero publicity and hit number one or is that is that the way it is these days you know i mean you kind of think of like kanye for example has been talking about an album and, you know, will, you know, it gets pushed back and it gets pushed back. Is that the better way to do it in terms of this day and age? Like you're going to get more publicity. The hype isn't necessarily a thing if you can't consume it right away. Like, what do you think about music distributions in this age? I think it's the playbook that movie studios use um, for safety. Like obviously with movie studios, you, you, you have trailers and you're advertising constantly. Like your advertising budget is, what 30 million a movie 40 million a movie but it's the same playbook in that it's sequels you cannot like you can't be a new artist and not do any publicity and drop your album it doesn't work because it works for him no he's not a new artist oh yeah, yeah. I apologize. I he, he's he's getting that done just on his name right yes and i mean i think beyonce was the first one that i'm aware of that really did this with um I don't even remember if it was, if it was her self-titled or eliminated what order they came in because I'm not a giant Beyonce follower. But, and then it's like, people just do this stuff. Like they were just could drop it with no, you know, no prior notification to people or whatever. And that's, that's cool. But you have to be somebody big already. And I think that's, that's the thing is like, it's a club to show that you're so important that marketing doesn't matter because the marketing will come find you after the product's out. And to me, that's like, Okay, I'm gonna go make another fucking Avengers movie. Great, like yeah, you're gonna go, you're gonna go sell 800 million dollars worth of tickets if it sucks, and 1.5 billion if it's halfway decent. But turns out it's just another Avengers movie. Like, how many superhero movies do we need? And 
I'm just not that excited about it. I really liked that game a lot. I thought it was a perfect payoff of 20 movies. I didn't see it. Um, So, I mean, I I just, I can't even watch it like superhero stuff anymore. I'm just so tired of it. And so. When I think about like, this is kind of off, slightly off. It's not exactly the music, but I don't know if we're allowed to talk about uh, Louis. But one of the things that he did is he had such a, like back in the day, he had such a following. He would drop comedy specials and it was it was a, he would email it out to his fans and it was a special thing for his fans where like you got in on this first, you got in on this, on the ground level. It was almost like the, you know, I, you know, finding your band all over again, like before it was cool. Like this is almost an homage. Like if you're a real fan, you're going to hear about it first and you're going to be on the cutting edge of it. Like there's a little bit of like, I'm not going to say street cred, you know, for finding your favorite musician's album right away. But like, it's a discovery instead of the buildup and anticipation that that's kind of rare. I mean, can I just say I don't care? Like, I just don't care. I think it's, I, I think it's a thing that happens mostly in, uh, the hip hop genre. I don't see a lot of rock bands doing it. I'm not saying none have, I'm not aware of any. Uh, I think it's, Basically, you're already a big established name, and so people are just going to go buy it no matter. Like, you could basically fart on a track for eight hours, and they'd go like it still hit number one because everybody wants to hear it because it was Eminem or. But your Beyonce. next album won't do that. That's like right. The, the next time you play a Casio toy keyboard, right? the fact I mean, that he's done ten in a row is is not it is I, remarkable. I, I, I guess. I mean, I can tell you, like, I could not name more than two albums from Eminem. That's how much well, of an impact it's had on my you're, life. You're also not a rap fan. Sure. But is it number one on the rap charts or is it number one on the Billboard Hot 100? Um, I believe it's Billboard. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Anyway, like, well, and, and this is like kind of changing the topic a little bit, but there's a band, there's a band called The Hold Steady that I really like a lot. Um, they're out of, I think they're out of Minneapolis. They were once called like America's greatest, like uh, bar band. And one thing that they're doing in terms of releasing, they're not a huge band, but one thing that they're doing in terms of to cut through the clutter and keep the hype up is they're not releasing albums anymore. They're just releasing singles because that's what keeps the hype going. It was like, if you release everything at the same time, like there's that initial like, oh yeah, this is great, but it's hard to keep that going. Like once you've heard everything, what are your thoughts on that in terms of like, it makes sense. I think it depends on what kind of music you really play. Most of the music I enjoy the most, I want to hear front to back on an album. I don't always like to hear it out of context. Most of them I don't like to hear it out of context, but it really, I mean, this is just preference and what kind of music. I mean, I grew up on classic rock and album rock. Like when the whole album mattered, you you know, you cared about where side B started because it had to have a feeling when you flipped over the record or you flipped over the cassette or whatever it was. And to me, that was really important. Today, everything's available digitally instantly. I'm not saying it's wrong. Like it's actually, it's actually awesome. And I think if I was doing it today, if I was going to maximize my commercial appeal, I would probably do singles for a while and then maybe so maybe release one single say a month for 12 months and then have an aggregate album that comes out so if you want to get the whole collection you can get it that way or something i mean it seems totally reasonable but i think you also lose kind of the concept of an album front to back that tells a story or has a theme or and that's some of my favorite stuff in music that's that's what got me into music was those albums that have a mood when you listen to it 
Yeah. So any recent uh, inspirations you've had, good or bad? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about Canadian music recently, and part of that is because... What is, can- what is Canadian music to you? Uh, it's musicians from Canada. And there are like a remarkable amount of great musicians from Canada that I don't think get attributed to Canada on a regular basis. I mean, when I say Canadian music, there are like four names that instantly pop in my brain, like just from a almost a meme perspective. I mean, Rush, the Holy Trinity for Canada. It's right there, right? Um, R.I.P. Neil. And uh, then you have, you know, like Alanis. Did I text you the best-selling albums worldwide that aren't compilation albums? Like, Alanis's album was like number five of all time. Oh, Jagged Little Pill? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I That's mean, it was great, huge. It's, it's a great album. Like, I, I think it was on Lithium on XM the other day they had like her playing that thing unplugged front to back, like just the whole, it was a great, like I was really happy. I was driving along, got to listen to it. It was amazing. I apologize. It was number 10, Jagged Little Pill, 33.6 million. Yeah. Uh, Just spectacular album. And, you know, other, other things from Canada, I guess, you know, Neil Young, you know, there's others, but then you get into the more niche things, you know, I mean, like, you know, Celine Dion, I guess some people like, not, not a big fan from my end, but, you know, I like Arcade Fire, or New Pornographers, things like that. So, my anyway. current favorite band of of right now is a Canadian punk rock band out of Toronto, I believe. They're called uh, Pup. It, that's music that makes you feel like you're 20 years old again. You know, you're just going at it hard. I love it. Uh, so, my other inspirations, I think, I was thinking a lot about where music is used in non less noticeable ways. Um, and part of this is when you're watching film and stuff, music really sets the mood for you. And I think when I watched the recent Star Wars, I was thinking about John Williams scoring it and how he would think about how to score this scene and what it would be like if you took out the music or what it would be like if it was hip hop instead of trumpets or, you know, like things like that. Um, and can we re-edit Star Wars with hip hop <laughs> or, okay, this is what we do for the season finale. We rescore Star Wars. One of them. I don't care which one. Maybe we pick the shittiest one. Is it episode one? As the shittiest Star Wars? Yes. What kind of Star Wars fan are you? Of course it's not episode one. Which one is it? Uh, two. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's rescore it. That sounds awesome. That sounds Let's really do hard. That. Yes. We don't do anything easy unless we do it really shitty. And then Which we do it what easy. we do. Yeah. Like I'll play a penny whistle for two hours. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, are we going to do full Foley or is it just the music? <laughs> no, just the music. I mean, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can find like a unscored <laughs> right. version that we can <laughs> play over the top. This is what I was wondering was how do you get how do you get Star Wars without music and not having to do all sound? So anyway, I was thinking about how and and so eventually I got around to commercials where there's like jingles, and I was thinking that we should do commercial jingles, but maybe it's like a jingle you don't even know about, like it sneaks into you, like it's an earworm, and you realize you're seeing it, and now you're you're very excited about a product or service that you really had no interesting to start with um or you don't even know what the advertisement's for you just like the song and that was my my thought for inspiration this week so so just to recap for anybody who wasn't reading between the lines topic this week is song that it 
is only product placement, but you can't tell what the product is. Right? <laughs> that is exactly what it was. So, I mean, so here's a question. Like, what product is either bad enough that we want to endorse or is fun enough to talk about or stupid enough that no one cares about? Like, are we talking infomercial in the middle of the, like an infomercial at 2.30 in the morning? Like Billy May style? Maybe. Maybe that. Ron Popeil uh, style? Oh, my God. Ron Popeil. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was not meant to go into a microphone. That that was like a very intimate <laughs> That was <noise>. guttural. <laughs> it was a very intimate noise that I'm kind of embarrassed about. I do love Ron Popeil. Are we doing a Ron Popeil sort of product? Or oh, did you ever watch Rusted Development where they had like a fake like the corn baller or whatever that like was you never watched Rusted Development? I watched a few episodes. I just so they had yeah. a um they had a product on there that was that they sold on an infomercial but they could only do it in Mexico and it was like highly dangerous like you would just burn yourself on it it was like a corn baller it was just a fry machine that had loose wires and stuff I feel like that's the sort of product that we should the Showtime rotisserie with Ron Popeil but it's like broken you know this is just a tribute to the greatest infomercial in the world <laughs> Couldn't remember the greatest infomercial in the world. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So one more thing I wanted to talk to you about. My inspiration this week was I was driving down the street trying to go to a home repair shop because I needed stuff to fix our sink. And I'm paying attention to traffic and I'm talking, I'm listening to this girl talk about some guy from the New York Mets and then all of a sudden she talks about how she sucks toes and I was like yeah she's like yeah I suck toes and I was like what is happening like I, I just it it brought me out of my you know out of my world of paying attention to traffic and whatever I was paying to paying attention to and Last week, we sang a song where we yelled things to make things classier. The question I pose to you is, are there things that we can yell during songs to make them less classy? I believe, yeah, I suck toes should be at the top of that list. So, okay, so yeah, I suck toes yelled at the end of the song? It was in the middle. She, okay. I, I didn't realize the whole song was this woman trying to get with the baseball player. Like I was just hearing baseball and paying attention to people not running into my vehicle. And then all of a sudden um, it was a sex song. And then the rest, rest of the song was about sex because I was paying attention. So this is fascinating. Yeah. Suck toes. I'm like <laughs> what? what? What's happening? It was the, it was the shocker. Didn't, it brought me right into it. Didn't you used to know a person that had 37 songs about... Uh... <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I haven't talked to that person in a while, but yeah, she had exactly 37 songs about sucking dick. Um, and that's a direct quote. That's not me saying it. She bragged about it at six in the morning on a Sunday, and that will wake you up as well. So, I mean, maybe that's another thing. Those are some you fun know. co-workers. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> oh, I was I thought this Starbucks was going to wake me up but uh, it turns out it's all the songs that you have about fellatio 
anyway uh this this podcast has taken a weird turn it's that kind of podcast <laughs> that <laughs> takes a weird turn okay think about it mull it over see if there are things that we can yell in the middle of our songs to make it less classy if you can think of something less classy to yell in the middle of a song tweet at us at worst song pod <laughs> don't send in any photos okay oh great all right, so one more question before we get to the song. My daughter is getting to the age where she wants to listen to songs on repeat. Yes, she is doing the Baby Shark thing. Yes, there's a Choo Choo Train song that she wants to listen to on repeat. What's the last song that you personally loved enough to say, one listen is not enough. I want to hear this again. Change of Pace. By? by Andy Andy Frasco in the UN. Okay, so what about that song was something that was an earworm that hooked you that made you think, I need this immediately? It is, it, you know, it's probably a five and a half minute jam. Um, Which is long for a song these days. Right, well, I don't listen to songs these days. Let's, let's okay, be, well, let's it's be long totally for real. Song. I mean, it is, it, is a, it is a modern song, but... Uh, it's it's in the jam band genre more. It, it starts out kind of this acapella clapping thing. It brings in this organ, and I mean, it is the sweetest organ sound. And then it gets it got good lyrics, really clear to understand, decent story. Just the musicianship is spectacular. And uh, if I was going to have a song of the year from 2019, that would be it. So I got to look that up. And it's not available on Touchtone's jukeboxes, and it makes me sad because when I sit in a bar, I want to listen to it, and I can't. My answer also is a my answer is a callback a little bit to I mean we were talking about Canadian music. I have two songs within the last two years that every time I listen to it once, I pretty much have to listen to it a second time. It's uh DVP by Pup um is one of them. It's DVP stands for Don Valley Parkway, which is a, a apparently a road in um in Toronto. And you know, like I said, it's it's it it's the song that makes me feel like I'm 20 again, where I'm just gonna like tackle the world and just punch a bunch of things in the face. The second thing is probably Black Keys sub uh, Black Submarine. I love how that song just starts sweet and then goes for it with its uh, dirty grunge kind of, you know, I don't even know what you'd call that. Just a dirty rock noise is what I would call it. It just that song it just it's sweet and i just love the way that it so that it gets into it so i noticed that you got two songs and i only got one i see how you it can is. say you can say 11 if you want <laughs> i don't care i'm not a gatekeeper <laughs> but aren't you though uh, yeah you're right i am i'm gonna edit this one out i'm gonna it, i'm gonna god i really want to what i really want to do is when you talk i just say something over the top of it like <laughs> No. <laughs> 99 Loof Balloons. Yeah. Wow, I don't want to listen to that song once, let alone twice. <laughs> no, so the other song that I find myself listening to on repeat, which I haven't done this a lot lately, but I did probably a few months ago, was All for Money by Blue Sky Green Green Sky Bluegrass. Green Sky Bluegrass. Oh, man. I you don't know that. any of the bands that you listen to? <laughs> Is that what we're learning right now? It's blue. Okay. Green Sky Bluegrass. <laughs> I don't think about you. it. I'm laughing with you. No, I don't think about it a lot because I'm just like, you know, I tell my smart device, play this song, or I click on it on a Spotify list, and so I don't pay a ton of attention to it. 
I will say that that's one of the things that's different when I listen to one song is I do not know a ton about the band. I just know that the song is like, you know, it's baller. It's, it's a great jam or whatever. And it's probably because I heard it in the car. Have you listened to a bunch from that band outside of that one song? I have not. Should I? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't listen to music a lot if I'm not working out or like it's one song while I'm cleaning up my office or something like that. So, or from the car in the car is probably where I hear the most of it. And then I don't have a thing where I can pull up the whole album and just listen to it there. I mean, I could, but I'd be driving and then we try to pull it up and it just wouldn't be good. So if I'm doing chores around the house, I'm usually listening to an audiobook or podcast at this point. So fair uh, enough. I listen to a lot of podcasts on hockey. Do you listen to the one podcast from the guy who made the um, all-star game? Yes. Like, you listen to that one. That's the only yeah. hockey podcast I know. Dropping, <laughs> dropping the levels of John Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do listen to that one. Okay. Uh, and about seven others. <laughs> okay. All right. So. We'll see if we'll make it eight by the end of the year. <laughs> Probably. All right. So I think it's about time for us to get ready for the song. Today's topic is song that's only product placement. Will it be about Ron Popiel? Possibly. Will it be about something worse than that? Um, probably. Um, will it be about none of that? I nearly guarantee that it will be about none of that at some point whatsoever. So anybody who's not listened to this podcast before, what we do is each week we try to wor- write the worst song ever from start to finish, usually within an hour. Uh, music, lyrics, everything, kick it out the door and say, guess what? This is the worst we can do tonight. Um, Mike will be our musical talent and I will do everything I can to distract the man. And right now, it is time for the music making montage. Have you thought about a montage? Oh, that beat's interesting. That's like a Michael Jackson, the way you move, kind of. It kind of—it's a little slower, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to do a a blues shuffle, and then decided I didn't want it to sound like a blues shuffle, so I threw it behind a drum machine because there's a lot of drum machines that really drive blues these days. That's that's really important. This is the one I, I wanted to play harmonica on. Remember? What are you trying to do with the guitar right now? I am trying to... So what I'd like to do for a blues is have a 12-bar turn, but the drum beat I have has an 8-bar turn, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to reconcile that. Uh, the math geek in me says that at the 24th measure, that'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> had I, if I had an infinite amount of time, I would fix the drums. Is your, is your math working out? It's yeah, like you're you're not yeah, carrying the remainder properly or what? No, it totally flips fine. All right, hit me with your lyrical your lyrical ideas here. Have you thought about happy blues? What <laughs> color is that? It's a turquoise. <laughs> okay. So we want to have a product placement that is subtle so you don't know it's a product placement. Was that roughly the the goal? I'm afraid to do a cooking one because we already did the instant pot. So if we do a product that's more pocket fisherman than uh, Showtime rotisserie, <laughs> I am going to throw some lyrics on the track. I am not sure where they're going to take us. How do you feel about this? I mean, I'm fine with it. I just uh, I get not you're not. I get you. Help. Don't know what I'm thinking right now. I get no, that. Not at all. But what I want out of this one is your reaction more than anything else. So. <laughs> 
So I like that idea. Do we make an illicit activity like gambling or racketeering or something sound like it is something you would get on a infomercial? Is that where you're going? I was kind of thinking about it, making it sound like it was going to be prostitution, but then it actually turns out in like the third verse to be not prostitution. I don't know what, maybe it's Taco Bell. Nachos. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like Taco Bell and a gift card. I don't know. <laughs> but I like the idea of picking a real thing and making it sound filthy. What's a real thing? I don't know, but we need to be about $60. Because one of the laws of infomercials is it's three payments of 1995. That's a law. We're looking for... All right. It's a set of used rollerblades. Okay, so on Reddit, they a lot of times have like text messages on like Tinder exchanges. I don't know how often you ever see like the Tinder subreddit. Hilarious. Uh, quite often, yeah. Yeah. And then you have like choosing beggars. Um, yeah. You know, where, so I think we should cross the two of those. So it's like one person thinks they're hitting on somebody and one thinks this person thinks they're trying to buy something. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that one, but I think it's, I think there's this fruit on that tree. Why, why does this person want rollerblades? What's their motivation? Is it a mode of transportation or is it for fun? I can't tell if we're having fun or if this is just, is this going anywhere or just for fun? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Is it bad if I'm thinking about a Limp Biscuit song right now where they go roll and roll and roll and roll and what? I mean, if you want to throw, if you want to throw things in, they class down a song. <laughs> I feel like adding Limp Biscuit right now is absolutely the way to go. And when I say right now, I mean always. We're gonna try some things here. Of Maybe I go in with the 1999. I'm just going to record and I'll probably throw it away. And then, okay. Payments of 1995. Easiest payment. <laughs> it sounds so stupid by itself. You should ditch the whole song. and Like, you're talking about a real shitty song. This is your way of getting back at me for making fun of you at all, is get rid of all the music, and it's just me saying things that don't make sense. It's just the Fly Girl track. <laughs> Welcome back from that awesome montage. That was our non-product placement song. In our off-pod week, you and I spent some time trying to get the ability for me to sing, and I think, did we accomplish it? Uh, I, would, I would say we accomplished it with some AV difficulties. It's not perfect. It's not great. We had to basically turn down all the other tracks so that you could hear Jason, but he's in there. Booyah, 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 booyah. I'm on his song, motherfuckers. Sorry, I am really trying to swear less on this pod because it seems very jarring to me whenever I swear. But guess what? I said motherfuckers. Guess what? That's what how I feel. Yes, I'm on this song. Bam, it worked. Um, <laughs> so now that we got the technicals worked out, my volume was low. Um, my first question to you, Michael, how did I do? 
my first, first foray. I liked uh, it. I mean, it was the blues, so you got to do a little, you know, background call and response type stuff. It's and, hard to really fuck up background call and response on the blues, right? Right. Well, and like, yeah, you don't really care about rhythm, so the latency across the interwebs are just not that important for us. Yeah. The volume was low. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to swear less. I am totally pumped about just being involved in a song. Here's here's my question to you. Even though I probably interrupted the answer of the question that I asked you previously, does it make you sound better? Because there's so many times in the past previous weeks where I, I go, we sound terrible. And you're like, I am the only person whose voice is on this thing where we're trying to sound terrible. I'm taking the brunt of terribleness, worseness, whatever you want to call it. Now we're sharing it voice to voice, you know, not just my input and knowledge or lack thereof. Are you feeling better about sharing terribleness? A little. I think that some of our earlier songs with two voices because a lot of times i'm still trying to play two characters as i'm singing and so having two different voices would help immensely so i think i think as we get the technology locked in a little more it will be it'll only improve let's put it that way so if it improves things does it mean we need to make things even dumber as a result I'm so lost as to which way is up at this point that I can't even answer this question. <laughs> but do you know where I'm going with that? I do. And okay. the problem is if you get better, then it's not worse. But if you want it to be more worse in more fun ways, it might be better. And then you, you just get lost. I'm saying if we get better in certain ways, then we have to get worse in other ways. I think we can do that. I believe in us. And as a result, it it felt more like a real song to me. Part of it was because you and I were trying to work out the technicals of, for some reason, I wasn't sounding loud enough. And we weren't messing around with like the sound effects of lasers or something right like we didn't that. We, we had no real effects we had didn't do a lot with plugins it, this was a pretty raw song other than when i started i really wanted a blues shuffle but then i decided that throwing it through a drum machine would be more fun because why not have a blues shuffle through a drum machine i mean if you're gonna do blues definitely don't have a real drummer that would just be dumb and uh, you really wanted some harmonica and i i believe we had some wah-wah some- pedal in there yeah and how the Wawa work out for you? Uh, honestly, it's really noisy. I kind of need to clean it. I think I need to get some contact cleaner and go through the circuit board. So because it's like an eighty, it's a thirty-five year old pedal or something. At least, like that is what you told me. at least, yeah. Um, and so there, there's that. Um, the harm did all of that work out for you in terms of the harmonica? I the really guitar? enjoyed the harmonica. I think the guitar is one of those things that I could just keep playing over and over again and retaking it because I don't. Sometimes I like the little riffs. Sometimes I hate the riffs that come off my fingers. And I ended up going with a couple that I liked and a couple I didn't like because I realized this was supposed to be a terrible song. So I probably shouldn't love everything about the guitar parts. And we did two versions of me yelling into the microphone, but the first one wasn't loud enough. And I actually liked my call and response for the first one better. Well, that's too bad. No, I'm not saying that. This is how we make terrible songs. We cut the good ones. (laughs) I don't, I don't care. I'm just saying for anybody who's listening, the, the first one I, I liked better. The second one I was just trying to make different as, as opposed to um, quality. It's all, it's all good. Did anything that I said get cut out because to add guitar? Nope. 
Oh, that's too bad because I wanted some of it cut out. <laughs> we didn't have that kind of time for editing. Uh, okay, so let's debut our song. The new worst song ever. We're grabbing the silver ring. We're going for gold and coming in dead last place. I present to you our non-product product placement. I need three easy payments of nineteen ninety-five. Down to get down If that's what's on your mind What's on that mind? Like when you started this whole process, our our story was obviously dumb. <laughs> it was Ron Pop what? Peel. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean it had no Ron no Ron Pop Peel in it, and so to me, like it hurts my heart uh, a lot immensely. There's a a vast gaping hole in my heart because I love the Showtime rotisserie and staying up at three in the morning and watching set it and forget it. Um, I mean, how do you feel that one? But how long do you forget it? I mean, infinitely. I mean, he's alive that we look, looked up. <laughs> I, was, I was questioning him at the beginning. So, I mean, not quite infinitely, but close at this point. 
okay, there was a question before that. What was it? What was the um, actual question? How do you, th- how do you think this song turned out? I mean, I think it's fun. I, a blues is kind of fun to play. You know, uh, my playing techniques are not good throughout most of it, but you get the gist of what it's you know could sound like and partially intentionally. Right. I mean, I, I wasn't trying that hard. I didn't do any second takes really. It was just kind of throw it down and um, for most of it. Uh, you've, been, you've been really digging a, a harmonica and that kind of bluesy guitar wah-wah pedal. What, what was the reason why you were really wanting to do that? Basically doing this podcast, I've been digging through old boxes of music stuff that I have. And, you know, it's been through a few moves. And I don't have all the gear I once had, but I was like, what do I still have? And I dug through and I found the harmonica on the bottom of a box. So that came out. So I had to do a harmonica. And then uh, the Wawa pedal was in there as well. And I was like, you know, I should probably th- play this, this nice crybaby. You know, it's a Thomas organ one. None of this, none of this Dunlap stuff. This is long before Dunlap uh, bought the rights to the crybaby name. Um, and so I thought that'd be fun. Like just because a wall pedal could change the sound of a, a guitar t- so much and in so many interesting ways. Uh, it is noisy. Did that work for you this week? It, I enjoyed it. I don't know that it was perfect, but um, it was fun. I'll say that. And so I got like a blue shuffle. I got a harmonica. Um, I got a drum machine loop that only did an eight bar turn instead of a 12 bar. So I had to do math to figure out how to end phrases properly. And it really, it doesn't sound that great from the drum perspective, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, we did the song in what, 70 minutes, maybe, maybe less. So yeah, I um, wasn't keeping track this week. Yeah. Um, so, and then we had some lyrical discussions and I learned that, uh, Jason wants to become a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Of uh, Desperately. Desperately. I don't and, know if that's going to be on pod or not. If what I'm, I'm not or not. <laughs> what I'm not but sure. I very much want to be a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. If, any, if Rizza or Jizza or anybody is listening, I, there's so many killer bees, it's not even funny. Like, I, it's... I, listen... Tweet us at Warsaw Pod. I, I I don't care what it is. I will be a janitor for the Wu Tang Clan. It will happen. I think the more interesting part was you wanted to be in the Wu Tang Clan, largely just so you could somehow get an honorary doctorate. So uh, <laughs> I feel like that's my easiest way. Like I'm not saying easiest. I'm saying my most direct path to becoming uh an on getting an honorary doctorate. Um, because who's more accomplished than the Wu Tang Clan? They're for the children, for God's sakes. Check your neck. Um. So, uh, what are the what are the, So you were hoping to do the guitar and the harmonica. Did they work out in the ways that you were hoping for? More or yes? less. Yeah, okay. True. So one of the things you were asking was what you were talking about. How are you going through boxes of stuff? Are there other things that you found in your boxes that you want to incorporate in other weeks going forward? maybe does that make sense do you know yes, what I'm talking about? yeah um like you know i have an old thing it was called a pod from line six it's a guitar like amp modeling thing that we could maybe play with at some point um most of the other stuff though we've used already in one way or another so i used to have finger symbols in a slide whistle and i don't have them anymore and it kind of <laughs> makes me sad i'm surprised you don't i i feel like we no you digitally recre- recreated this slide whistle so yeah. Yeah. One of the things this week, I feel like you and I talked a lot less to one another. It was during the process. Uh, It was one of the things that I personally tried to stay. I don't know why I just tried to stay out of your out of your way this week. Was that helpful 
or is it just kind of? I don't know. I think I was I was just kind of going for a blues, and I was like, okay, I need a line like you know, it's A A B C. Uh, what do I do for verses? How do we do this? It was more just let's get some structure and format in there. Um, and I was thinking about that. I think also when there's only one person, it's a little bit weird. Like when you and Jeremy can talk amongst yourselves, and then I can kind of do my thing, and then shout out for input. It probably feels more collaborative all the way around. So. No, I, I wasn't trying to feel more or less collaborative. I was trying to be less in the way just to see how the pro- uh, the process for me to ebbs and flows um, to see what works best and worst. And sometimes I like getting out of the way just to see what you come up with. And so I was kind of curious how you felt about that. I mean, it was it was good. It it. I mean, to me, the, the hard part about this is always the short time. I feel like I could spend, you know, 15 hours on a song and probably get something that I was pretty happy with. Not to say it would be a good song. I just mean, like, I would be happy with it musically, not... It would be, like, maybe a well-done terrible song instead of a terribly done terrible song. Fair enough. Which is kind of where we're at, so... So I need to talk more going on just did, to really wreak havoc in your mind. Maybe, maybe. You're welcome. All right. I think it's time to wrap. So one last one last thing I wanted to ask you before we left. Did I sound like the bird lady from Kids in the Hall? Oh, only at the end. <laughs> Does anybody under the age of 25 know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Does Comedy Central still play uh, Kids in the Hall reruns all day? I have I've, no idea. I've, honestly, if I did sound like the bird lady in Kids in the Hall, I would sound... I, I feel honored honored to somehow grace that same stage so my last question to you michael is this our new worst song it's certainly not good (laughs) it's it doesn't make me hate the world so i feel like it's not the most terrible thing i've ever heard in my life it's like cringeworthy though is it in why i think so I mean, I, I, if you listen, well, just if you listen to it again, it'd be like, man, am I cringing or am I not? Cause it's, it's, because, it's not good. It's because of me. It's because, no, of me. it's not because of you. It's, it's <laughs> kind of a terrible song, like in so many ways. So I, all right. Well, we I don't know if that's the other- worst thing we've done, but it is certainly not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we can have that goal that we keep going for, keep striving for. I will sign off. Uh, I will help us sign off. Uh, I will shout out to the Beatles, who I believe we're following on Twitter. Um, because <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. I feel it's, like it makes you feel dirty. I I can just watch your face, and I'm it, it I'm does a little certain. bit, but I think that means it's working. So yeah, I mean, would it make you feel better if we followed Eminem as well on Twitter? No, the Beatles and Eminem. No, or the M and M's. The company, yes. Yes. as we were doing product placement, uh, it was secretly, it, secretly not really a song about rollerblades. It was really about M and M's, the candies. Whoa, you just blew my mind a little. Yeah, you're welcome. So uh, <laughs> tonight we are thanking the Beatles and the M and M's. Thank you for listening. My name is Jason. Jason, thank you for listening. You are now listening to our new worst song. Thank you and good night. Dazzle them for you for those three payments and that shit. Oh, I love that blink. I love it. I'll for the record, right? I thought Avengers Endgame was the best movie that I watched in 2019. Well, I didn't watch it, so it was 
Did you watch was, Rise of Skywalker? It was not the best movie I watched in 2019. Did you see it in 2019 or 2020, though? Um, good question. Probably, yeah, probably 2020. Movie number one in that trilogy. No, movie number two was like a big F you to movie number one. And new, no, movie number three, three was a big F you to number, number two. Number two. Number two. Yeah. yeah no, there was, was. It was a disjointed trilogy. Like, if there was movie number four, I would have felt better about the whole thing personally. But I like the way they, yeah. the way Marvel did things, like everything tied in enough to each other and everything. Like, it was. Yeah. No. Rise of Skywalker. I enjoyed it. Like I, I like sitting through it. I had a good time while I was there. Thinking back on it, there are several things that I didn't like. The thing I liked the most about it was the subtle callbacks to the real fans with a bunch of things that were like very interesting as a real fan to see like callbacks to the original trilogy, but they weren't so in your face that it was like campy. Yeah. I thought they did a, I thought they did a really good job with that part. And that's one thing that I really like about Marvel is they don't hit your head hit you over the head with, oh, do you remember this thing from 17 movies ago you either remember or you don't like and so i just yeah movie number two just doesn't fit with one and three and that's what drives me the crazy i like i enjoyed it but anyway well also the the last movie completely undid all of jedi which i mean like well i mean like if palpatine's alive right yeah so now now the redemption of vader is totally not real basically if you sacrifice yourself, I think the redemption should be real. I <laughs> the intent is to make no, it happen. I, I hear you. I just don't like it. So yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying that intent means a lot. Also, if you're Palpatine, the most powerful Sith in the universe, why couldn't he grow back his fingernails without her? Yeah, like why couldn't he figure out where she was? You know, if you can have Snoke be your little puppet and he can know what's going on between Kylo Ren and Rey the whole time, why couldn't Palpatine be like, oh, they left her on this planet? Well, that's Maybe that's the downside of the dark side is everybody's out for themselves and they don't work together and they just, you know, they're afraid they're going to get murdered by the next guy. So you got to hold back a little bit of information. Maybe. So we're getting deep into stuff that matters in no way to the podcast. I'm not putting <laughs> not with that attitude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can. I just <laughs> he invented something called the pocket fisherman. I don't know what that is, but it sounds filthy. It was the first thing he invented. <laughs> it you sounds... don't know a lot about Ron Popeil, do you? I know the Showtime rotisserie. I know the set it and forget it. Do you know the the food dehydrator? Oh, yeah. No, I know that one. Do you know the uh, inflatable car door dinger protector thingy? Probably. Yeah. Wikipedia says the Vegematic may have provided comedian Gallagher with uh, inspiration for the Sledge-O-Matic in the 1980s. So my, uh, my classic <laughs> joke about rollerbladers is that, wow, that person must be really tired here from rollerblading here from 1995. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> And since we already have the 1995 as a payment thing, I think we should try to tie that in in some way. What else happened in 1995? It doesn't matter. When was Ron Popiel selling <laughs> rotisseries? He needs to be in this. I don't know what he does. He does. Listen, he's Just a legend. He's an inspiration. He's, he's not legend. the reason. He received a satirical Nobel Prize in 1991, 1993. <laughs> 
for his achievements. Do you think that would satisfy Francis's honorary doctorate life goals? I want an honorary doctorate so bad. It's not even funny. That was, does remember Francis telling us that was his life goal? Yes. I think it's like, that is one of my favorite life goals I've ever heard. I wanted to start, did I ever tell you I wanted to start a whole podcast that was me trying to get an honorary doctorate? No. Yeah, no, I had a whole idea for a podcast where each season I would try to get a new doctorate. One of one of the seasons I was trying to see if I could become a member of the Wu-Tang Clan because it's such a large rap group. And then eventually... I don't like, think that's an honorary doctorate, but... No, like, like, I start there and then I backdoor my way into getting an honorary doctorate because I'm a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of legit. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like this podcast, but me becoming an honorary doctorate. It's so stupid where I actually do it. I I really want a story about, like, does you remember when you were, you had a story about a guy who saw a movie and wanted, he thought all good movies were based on books, but he didn't, there wasn't a book. And so he wanted to write a book about the movie, but it was based on a book and he didn't know it. Do you remember this? I think that's a Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> where homer was in a play play version of the movie streetcar named desire but that was originally a play is that what you mean no but not totally no yeah no i i, I know the simpsons episode um <laughs> That's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time was the fact that they like oh we made a play out of the movie i was like yeah yeah, you did. <laughs> anyway, I think you getting into the Wu Tang Clan is something I can get totally behind. I th- somebody told me that they might know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who might know somebody in the Wu Tang Clan. But still. I think I think I have fewer degrees of separation than that. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that God. was I had that idea for a podcast like at least a year ago where I, my whole goal was to get an honorary doctorate and each season I got a new honorary doctorate. I started with music because it seemed the easiest. Also, it helped me um, if I could backdoor it into me interviewing Dolly Parton, then win-win. Do you think Dolly Parton's like, like Jason Rutherford's in the line. She's like, uh, what? And he's part of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, she has a uh, honorary degree from UT. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I just think the idea that you wanted to earn a different honorary doctorate every season, I don't think anybody's earned an honorary doctorate in a year before. You should also probably start trying to speak at commencements uh, because I think that's when you get honorary doctorates. Exactly. (laughs) I'm okay with this. I'm willing to put in the work. (laughs) I just didn't want to get a PhD. It was too hard. All right. uh, I'm trying to figure out how I allude to a set of rollerblades in a ambiguously sexual way. <laughs> These are the statements we make on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's a rumble in the streets. You won't feel between the sheets. They get around. They a little covered in mud. A little dirty. <laughs> They're broken in. They were rode hard and put away wet. Yep. Oh, <laughs> real wet. Just real, real sopping, dripping wet. I love it. <laughs> He's so 
sounds so stupid. <laughs> yep. Uh, like an old lady. Kind of. I assume that was your goal. I uh, like the like the bird lady from uh, what do they call it? Uh, Kids in the hall. <laughs> 